Alleluia, Alleluia. Stay awake, for you do not know when the Son of Man will come. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Stay awake. For you do not know on which day our Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of the night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. Who then is the faithful and prudent servant whom the master has put in charge of his household to distribute them their food at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom the master finds on his arrival doing so. Amen, I say to you, he will put him in charge of all his property. But if that wicked, but if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is long delayed, and he begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with drunkards, the servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an hour unknown and will punish him severely and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. My dear friends, for those of you that are riding the Catholic Bible bus, we just started now into 1 Corinthians, so you can go home and begin reading at home that first letter of St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, and then you can read along with how the church is reading the Bible all year long. You can just follow the liturgy and read around that. So start looking at 1 Corinthians right now. And as far as the Bible goes, if you remember, before I was talking about a great way to read the Bible, that it can open it up for our lives and help us understand better. And that's this little... Um, this little, like a jingle, it's like a jingle, like an old uh, TV commercial. So the old points to the new. So the stuff in the Old Testament is pointing to being fulfilled by Jesus in the New Testament. The New Testament points to you, including myself. The New Testament points to you that we are the fulfillment of what Jesus is talking about in the New Testament. And then our lives uh, point to the fulfillment of God's promises at the end of time or when you die and go meet the Lord his promises are fulfilled so our lives point to the fulfillment of God's promises so the old points to the new the new points to you and you point to the fulfillment of God's promises I couldn't make the last one rhyme you point to the fulfillment of God's promises and so today notice we start at that first Corinthians and so we're in the New Testament 
which is going to be pointing to my life and your life and how we are to live it out and how our life will be a witness to um, to Jesus. And both readings, the new uh, St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians here, chapter 1, and our Matthew, chapter 24, both talk about the return of Jesus, that Jesus is coming back. And that definitely points to what we're doing here today. We're at the Messianic Feast of the Lord today. We start that in our lives while we're alive. And so let's talk about that, Jesus coming back. Because St. Paul talks about it, and Jesus himself mentions it today. So what's going to happen? You know, we live uh, in between the, the two comings of Christ. So he came the first time as a baby. And he's going to come again at the end of time, not as a baby, but as our judge. He's going to come back, and every eye will see him, and every eye will know him. He will come back as our judge. The first time he was a baby, we could pick him up and kiss him and love him. second time he's coming back as our judge to put our life to the test. So he's going to return. Jesus will return. And then the first thing that will happen is um, it'll be the end of evil. There'll be no more evil in the world. Evil is an absence or a lack of the good. So there'll be no more evil. There'll be no more death, no more disease, no more trial, no more tribulation. Jesus will have returned. He'll bring an end to this time that we're living in. There'll be an end to time, and there'll be no more of those things. And then he will open every grave. So every grave on earth will be opened, and the sea will give up her dead, and our, all the souls will come from heaven and re-enter our human bodies. We will get our human bodies back, but they'll be glorified. They'll be souped up. We'll get, we'll get this back from the Lord, and we'll be rebooted with this new glorified, souped-up body. And then Jesus will, uh, there'll be a what's called the general judgment. Oh, I made a handout for you. It's in the front pew. Everything I'm saying. There'll be a general judgment. So everyone in the world will know, you know, why you chose heaven or why you chose hell. They will know everything you did and everything you failed to do, and everyone will know your whole life totally, and we will all know that. And then the, 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 the devil and the people that just choose to go with them will go away to the abyss, and Jesus will then, the communion of saints will be complete, and Jesus will then recreate a new heaven and a new earth. You know, there's three creations altogether. So there was the creation in Genesis, and then when Jesus rose from the dead, that's called the eighth day of creation. That's this um, dispensation of grace we live under, this whole new way of living with the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, this dispensation of grace. And then he will recreate a new heaven and a new earth, and we will all live together. There'll be no more cemeteries. There'll be no hospitals. There'll be no evil. There'll be no trials, no tribulations. We will all live together as God's children forever. That's what is being talked about today. And it's good to meditate on that. You know, twice a year it comes up for us, like in Advent and Lent. But also days like today, the church brings that to our mind to know where it is we're going, to know that there's this ultimate victory that we're heading to. And it's so beautiful and so joyful. So what do we have to do? One, we have to be prepared, right? So number one, we have to desire that. 
We have to desire it, pray about it, and desire for that day, desire to be with Jesus on that day. And then we have to uh, repent. You know, <laughs> our desire leads to our actions. We've got to repent of the things that are leading us away from Jesus. So we end up with him on the last day. So, let me mention the two most popular sins. We have to repent of gossip and not do it anymore. And repent of pornography and not do it anymore. Because we want to be with Jesus at the end of time. So we need the desire to repent. And then we need to follow the disciplines of a Christian life. Discipline, disciple, they're very close. Words, right? Dis discipline, disciple. So it's a life of prayer, a life of helping others a life of uh, growing in virtue. This is what we do. And then, you know, let's all look forward to that day. It's part of what's going on at Mass. You know, when heaven and earth come together at the Mass, we are rejoicing about and, and asking Jesus to return today. Don't wait anymore, Jesus. Let's return today.